You are listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. Hello, folks. This is the Community Call podcast. Again, I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. We're back for another rousing episode of the Community Call podcast. We want to start tonight's episode with our top stories. Uh, a federal judge has ordered the release of the legal mem- memorandum of the Trump era Justice Department prepared for then Attorney General Attorney General William Barr before his announcement of the conclusion that Donald Trump had not obstructed justice during the Russia investigation. U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson said that the Justice Department had obscured the true purpose of the memorandum when it was withheld, uh, when the document was withheld. Uh, also, Biden said a new vaccine goal. President Joe Biden is aiming to get 70% of the U.S. Uh, adults vaccinated with at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine by the 4th of July. Biden's focus is now on getting the vaccine to three groups, people who have difficulty accessing it, people who need encouragement, and people under the age of 16. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. We need this one. First Dem announced run against Florida's DeSantis. Florida Rep uh, Charlie Chris once the state's Republican governor has become the first Democrat to announce his candidacy to take on GOP Governor Ron DeSantis next year, a must-win race for DeSantis if he wants to run for president in 2024. Some Democratic officials and consultants said Chris' history could work against him with voters eager for someone new. Uh, yeah, this would be this would be a really big swap for a lot of folks if Charlie Chris could pull this thing off. Uh, I know some folks in the Democratic Party are probably a little bit chilly with him being a Democratic candidate. Maybe the guys have something to say about this one once we uh, get started later on. Let's continue on with our top stories. Chauvin's attorney asked for a new trial. The attorney for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted of murdering George Floyd in 2020, is asking for a new trial on multiple grounds, including jury misconduct. Chauvin is scheduled to be sentenced on June the 16th. Uh, We'll see what happens with this. Maybe the guys can tell us why they think What's going to happen with this may fall through. We'll see what happens uh, as we get as we go into the show, guys. We'll see what happens. Um, Al Sharpton de- demands justice for Andrew Brown Jr. Uh, the the Reverend Al Sharpton issued a powerful call for transparency and the release of the body camera footage at the funeral Monday of Andrew Brown Jr., a black man shot and killed by deputies in North Carolina, likening withhold the video to a con job done by done on the public. A judge ruled last week that the video would not be released for another month pending a state investigation into the April 21st shooting of Brown. And this is according to the Associated Press. Yes, this is one of those hot buttons that we're going to talk a little bit about tonight as well, guys. And uh, we'll see um, what the panel members may have to say in 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 and their thoughts on this as well. Also, we want to jump back to Joe Biden's first presidential address to the nation. And what a wonderful moment it was. We had some stability. We had our first two females sitting behind the president, uh, uh, the, the vice president, Kamala Harris, and we had Nancy Pelosi. I tell you what, Speaker of the House, both those ladies, 
looked very nice back there behind Joe, and it was a great, uh, a great presidential address to the nation. Now, the centerpiece of President Joe Biden's first address to Congress was the rollout of a $1.9 trillion American Families Plan, which would make massive investments in education paid for by raising taxes on the wealthiest of Americans. The speech reflected Biden's administration so far, focused on recovery from the pandemic, outwardly salacious of Republican Party, and free of drama. Yes, we ain't had drama in over 100, 100 plus days, folks. How do you guys feel? I feel pretty good. I don't know about you guys, but I feel real good right now. Also, Republicans are urged uh, U.S. to reject socialist dreams in a Republican rebuttal. The Biden speech, Senator Tim Scott, uh, said uh, he urged the country to reject socialist dreams following Biden's calls for new programs such as free community college and child care. Our best future won't come from Washington schemes. It will come from you, the American people, Scott said. Republicans had struggled to craft a coherent attack on the Biden agenda. Yes, they have. And the guys had a lot to say in the thread regarding Tim Scott and I tell you what, I had my own viewpoints of what Tim Scott had to say in this rebuttal of the presidential address. As we come to you tonight for another rousing discussion on the Community Call podcast, we want to thank everyone who has been listening to the show up until this moment. We also want to encourage everyone to go to our our pages on Facebook, the Community Call Facebook page, also our Point Concern Facebook page where you can leave your commentary comment on any post that that the panel members may share there on the pages we encourage everyone to join those pages because they they are very very thorough with the information that we share here on the pages as well we also encourage everyone to um, continue to support the podcast we asking everyone to continue to support the podcast by listening you can find us on on anchor.fm uh, the Community Call podcast. You also can become a Patreon member of the Community Call podcast as well. We encourage everyone to become Patreon members of the Community Call podcast. Help support the co- podcast. Help us continue to come to you as we have been doing over the last few years. Tell you what, folks, it has been a a a busy few days as we come forward to you again. We also want to mention tonight that uh, the Facebook board decided to turn down Donald Trump's request to come back to Facebook. That that ruling was upheld. So the former president will not be on social media, guys. He's going to have to continue to use alternatives to get the word out from Mar-a-Lago. Very interesting moment there for, for this to happen. Well, one thing one thing that I would like to say in 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 respect of this is that uh, once things went sideways, there was no coming back to social media, and I think the the former president knew this. Also, everyone, including the world, saw what happened on January January sixth when it came to this when it came to the insurrection. Uh, The the former president knew that his words and actions led to the insurrection and the platforms he was using, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, those platforms were a catalyst to the insurrection. 
and also a catalyst to what happened here in America when it came to this great divide that we have in our nation. And so uh, to find out tonight that uh, the Facebook board has upheld the ban, um, and that means it's permanent. So the president won't, the former president won't be back. Uh, one thing that I will say in respect of this as well, it may do America a lot of good that we don't hear from him in in this in this plat in this arena no more. Um, there was a lot of harm caused by what the former president was using the platforms for. And I tell you what, folks, uh, you can't you can't make this stuff up. It was going on. We all saw it for four years. Donald Trump used Twitter as a catalyst to do some things and that was that was the big deal right there uh uh i tell you the truth uh we know that this was going on uh the entire time uh that the president was tweeting every day uh every moment that he could it, there was nothing that he would leave no stone he would leave unturned when it came to to twitter um, also, he had in, in, in created an army of followers on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, what you have now that you have a millions and millions of, of his supporters continuing to preach what he preached about the 2020 election, which which we all know that he lost handedly to Joe Biden. Um, there there are folks who are calling um on Joe Biden to continue to not pay this any uh, attention right at the moment I which I totally agree the president didn't have to pay this any attention right now and he should not have to answer to Donald Trump and his followers in in that respect uh one other thing that I would like to say in reference to this is that we've all been supportive of Joe Biden from the very beginning um, when even after the win and before the win, we were supportive of Joe Biden and how and the stance he took when it came to social media and putting out the word about what what America needed to do in order to become that beacon of hope once again. And that and we all saw uh, on on back in 2020 that that the world and America decided that we wanted a change in the White House. And now that we have this change, everyone, it has been, it has been a great change for this nation. The morale has, is, is, is not quite where I would want it to be. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest here, folks. Our morale could, could stand an injection right now. We can use an injection with our morale. And the reason why I'm saying this, because we still, we're still divided. There's some things that have happened that would make us feel feel a, a, a lot concerned about the direction of the nation at this moment um we want to we want to kind of touch on some things uh this week because we had an opportunity to speak with the guys in the thread this week every uh, everyone and it, i just um some of my thoughts were 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 there um this week and we had a chance to talk with the guys speak with the guys uh, on some things and uh, I I have been 
uh, very, very concerned about uh, the direction that we're moving in when it comes to uh, uh, Congress members speaking adversely about the president and his agenda for the nation. Now, when it was when it was Donald Trump and it was our turn to speak adversely, everybody booed, screamed, hollered, jumped up and down, threatened everything that you could think of when 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 the Democrats had a counterpunch to any presidential address for Donald Trump. Now, here we are. Joe Biden did his first presidential address to the nation. And we get a rebuttal from Tim Scott, the congressman from South Carolina, Tim Scott. Let me tell you something. Uh, I do I do respect the office of a Congress member, but I don't have to respect their opinion. And I think Tim Scott's opinion was just just not was this wasn't conducive to any of us at this moment because what he said was nonsensical to me. And and it didn't it didn't do anything to propel unity in the country. What it did was propel us to become even more divided with some of the things that he had to say. And as we as we were as we were going through our headlines, uh, he wants us to reject the Biden plan. <laughs> How funny that is that he's asking us to reject the Biden plan. You know something, folks? You don't have to reject anything that makes sense. Uh, the wealthy have been profiting off of the backs of hard workers in this nation for a very, very long time. I stand with Joe. We need to have our folks who are who are the top 1% take care of this nation like they ought to. You're not asking much of them. We're asking them to just give, give back to those who've been given to you tooth and nail forever in this nation. And it's just time for us to do the right thing and give a little bit ask them to give back okay and it's important that it gets done and and you know i i feel like we could we could do a whole lot better asking those one percenters to do something to help this nation infrastructure jobs job core job training helping with education helping with helping this nation fix itself we can ask them to help with infrastructure. We can ask them to do things that need to get done. And we shouldn't have to continue to uh, uh, be in this fashion as a nation. And asking the one percenters to help out is not a crime, Mr. Scott. I think that asking the one percenters to help this nation is their responsibility to do. And to have a president like Joe Biden, who reaches across the aisle all the time, to talk with GOP members and, and solicit their help in repairing this nation, not just, not just on the infrastructure side, but as a human being, we need to repair our relationships with each other in this nation. And that is... That is the responsibility of a president to ask the one percenters to do. Do your part. Do your fair share 
to this nation and contribute and not continue to take from this nation. Okay? Well, we want to we want to we want to bring our senior senior panelist in tonight and get his opinion on on things of, of what's been taking place here uh, this past week, last couple of weeks since we came back to you guys, and we just want to uh, bring Michael into the show. We want to uh, get his opinion on on the latest developments that have been happening. Michael, welcome back to the show, sir. Many thanks, Murray. Uh, one heck of an intro on your end. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I see we have Victor as well. Hey, Victor, welcome to the show, sir. Hi, how you doing? Uh, hello to Michael. I'm glad to be a hey, part Victor. of the show. Wonderful. Glad uh, to have I'm you guys forward. tonight. Yes. Well, Michael, you were you were leading off in and 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 saying some things in reference to the to the intro tonight. How do you feel about this past week? Some stuff that was going on in the country. We spent a little time in the thread, guys, having our having our sidebar. I'm coming to you, Victor, in a second. But uh, Michael, how do you feel, sir? You know, we are succeeding with the COVID vaccine in terms of getting people vaccinated. But just as you said, Murray, that since this nation needs another round of vaccines, and that is the moral vaccine, the common sense vaccine that is lacking so much amongst many that are still stuck in the cult of far right-wing extremism, a.k.a. Trumpism. And when I see here the um, ongoing lying that is occurring, and how much, not just this nation being divided, but certainly the GOP party is so divided. The only GOP that seems to be making sense these days, believe it or not, is Liz Cheney for speaking truth in regards to um, last year's elections. And now they're trying to go after her and want to put in place a woman from my state that has been nothing but a Trumpster and has been um, spewing out lies against practically every Democrat that you can think of. That, of course, is Elise Stefanik. We also add to what's gone on, and I know you're going to touch base on this more, what the heck is going on in Florida and where what I find to be absolute racial terrorism upon little children. Yes. And I'm referring to that corporal punishment garbage that, of course, is outlawed here in in New York State. But I am baffled on how, A, that is allowed in any state, any place, and then, B, upon who is becoming the victims of it systemically. Mm-hmm. And I come back and say that you know full well, right-wingers, you wouldn't want anybody touching your child in any way, shape, or form. What in the bleep gives you the right to lay your hands on somebody else's child? You know this something? Is, this, this, 
I gotta say, I gotta say this, Murray. What I am so upset about, besides that, we're seeing the true colors of these GOP parties. As I said in the in the um, sidebar thread, is that I really let Florida Governor Ron DeSantis have it because either yeah. he signed that into law or he allowed it to happen. Not showing yeah. any true leadership, just like uh, President Joe Biden stopped the abuses of Trump and overturned a lot of stuff. If anybody had a sense of morality and sense of guts, would turn around and stop any injustices that's going on instead of just allowing it to occur. And it, and then I also see a racial disparity. You you showed um, the video regarding Florida. Here, I think in, it's here in New York, the NYPD, out of control again, some of these cops. You got racist cops going on in which there was an incident where a person of color was being manhandled by white cops, and they mm-hmm. didn't like the fact that a young female of color who was an employee at Starbucks got out her phone and was video recording the incident. Did wow. not interfere with the police, but then the police turned around and then nabbed her and handcuffed her and handled her roughly. And then anybody else that was video recording what the cops were doing, I'm talking to white people that were video recording. All they would, all that happened to them was cops told them to go home, get the hell out of here. Wow. But then they wow. wanted to bust, bust the um, the young female, uh, black female, who's already, um, who already leveled a lawsuit against the NYPD. You know something? We we've been we've been talking about this stuff for such a long time about why the nation is in this in this disinfected mode with with people of color right now. Um, yes, the, folks, Michael is talking about the video that's been shared about the young, the, the teacher giving a young Latino child a paddling in school. Guys, if you want to check out this video, you have to go on YouTube. You can put this, put this in YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, this story was featured on CBS News, guys, and it says, um, police in Florida are investigating an elementary school principal who was filmed last month giving a paddling to a small child. Let me tell you something. Uh, this video was hard to watch, guys. I, I, I you know, I, I was almost brought to tears watching this video. And uh, it's just, it was just appalling to know that this version of corporal punishment was was signed off by by the governor of Florida, as Michael said earlier, guys. Victor, talk to me, sir. How do you feel? I know I know you had an opportunity to comment on this, and you know we've all kind of took a took a breath when we saw this when we saw this video this week. Talk to me. What yeah. are you feeling, sir? First, I'm completely appalled. And then this hit close to home because I have a 10-year-old daughter that um, right now she's still um, attending school from home, you know, because of COVID-19. 
and the way things looked, she would probably go back to the schoolhouse um, when she when she's promoted to the fifth grade. But this is something that I thought was actually a bodice back in the mid to late seventies. I did not know that they were still educated, put their hands on kids because most preschools and schools, um, and at least I know when my daughter was in preschool, they said they did not practice corporal punishment. Mm. And um, if I'm not mistaken, you said this, the parent was uh, non-English speaking, correct? Yes, sir. This was a and Latino mother for, with a Latino child right, in elementary for, school. This is what happened. And here's what bothers me is because they may have seen the child as an immigrant. And um, I'm going to go into a little story here. My daughter, like I said, is 10 years old. When she was two, she had to have surgery on her arm because her right arm, um, she wasn't able to lift it properly. I remember when uh, we was at the Shriners Children's Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. We, t- we ran into a Hispanic couple whose son was having the same surgery. And they were seeking, um, you know, a lawsuit. With, we seek the lawsuit as well and uh, was successful. But the husband I talked to, he said the reason why um, they end up disturbing the childbirth is because they claimed they could not understand what the wife was saying because she didn't speak English that well. And what bugs me is this. First, America is a country of immigrants. The only people here that are original American are the indigenous people. So how do people come here over 400 years ago and feel that they can mistreat other folks who try to come here? Absolutely. When their ancestors themselves immigrated to this country. So I find that um, hypocritical. Hmm. And then we have a governor like Ron DeSantis was with the GOP. I'm calling them cowards. All with the steps in Liz Cheney, uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was actually booed by some of his constituents in Utah. Yes. And I mean, he um, was getting he was getting loaded out pretty good by his yeah. folks. And and he was kind of taken aback too. You have to understand, those folks were Trump supporters from day one. And right. uh, I, I, I have to, and yes, Murray's saying this, guys. I'm saying it tonight. I kind of feel for him because Mitt ha- is a man with principle. And he reacts right. to things on a principle-based kind of thinking. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. He's a godly man. So those folks was heckling him because of what went down with Donald Trump. We all know that, guys. It, it, it happened. It happened in, in this situation. And, and, and it was just so, bad. So let's look at something else with um, um, Senator Romney. Um, okay, the things I'm going to say about politics, you have Democrats and Republicans. Well, no, I don't su- subscribe to conservative politics. I can at least respect someone who has different views, but yet they're willing to listen to the other side. 
Absolutely. This has been the, the cornerstone of Joe Biden um, ever since he's been a senator, starting right back in 1972-73. Because we all know the story about Joe Biden when he first was elected senator. His wife his daughter was killed in a car accident. His son, Bo, and Hunter were seriously injured. Guess who assisted Joe Biden while he had to care for his children while serving in the Senate? Who assisted him? Republican President Richard Nixon. This is one of the reasons why Joe Biden talks about trying to work across the aisle. Who was one of Joe Biden's closest friends? The late Senator John McCain, Republican. Mm -hmm. And so I go to say, if, if, if you are Republican, and you have some common sense, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Republican, black Republican like Michael Steele. I'm fine with him. I'm fine with Colin Powell. He even had a because he even had a Michael Steele had a moment where he just had a reckoning yeah. himself. And yeah. and he was like, This ain't the party that this ain't the party that I that I know. This ain't the party. This well, is something altogether different. But, but I remember before Steve, you Go before ahead. you finish before you finish your point, I want to I want to kind of close out this last point, and that was the simple fact that Mitt Romney went home to give a speech to his constituents. They chose to ignore him. Now, uh, uh, Mitt has always been that man who would come and be a straight shooter to his constituents, but most of those folks have morphed into Trump supporters, as Michael loved to say all the time about these folks. These folks do not want to have a a unified nation. They continue to want to divide. They continue to want to be agitators. They continue to want to fight. And Mitt just went home to try to convey some things to them about what's happening in the Senate. And they chose not to even hear it. Now, let's talk about what's going on with Liz Cheney just for a second, folks. Now, we know that Liz Cheney is being called out by the GOP. Donald Trump has called her out, talking about let's get her out of there. Michael just touched on the fact that there's a there's someone waiting in the wings in New York who wants to fill her seat. If Miss Cheney, if you listen to us, you can come over to the D side. We'd love to have you. You come yeah. over to the D side, um, we'll take you. Go yeah. ahead with your point, Victor. And I want okay. us to go back. I want us to go back and talk about this corporate punishment. Charlene said some stuff in the thread, guys, that you guys need to. I'm I'm going to read. And what I got to point out some things too on that. Uh, yeah. Earlier. Or the yeah, but um, yeah. real quick, I've got to finish my point. Um, Liz Cheney, uh, you know what they got really upset about with Liz Cheney? Before Joe Biden addressed, uh, addressed Congress? Because she gave Joe Biden a fist pump. She wasn't supposed to speak to him. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Now, um, I was talking about um, our black conservatives, Michael Steele, because Michael Steele uh, was the first black head of the RNC shortly after Obama was elected. But that didn't go too smoothly for him. <clears throat> Anything went wrong, he was blamed. He was attacked venomous. Um, you know, he was attacked horribly. And then I could remember a couple of years ago, some right conservative came and said, Michael Steele, what happened? Mm. Why you don't um, come along? You know, why you don't go along with us anymore? So Michael Steele let them have it. 
my constituents said, man, where was you when I would be attacked as head of the DNC? I mean, RNC. Where was you when I would be attacked for this, that, and the other? Where was you when all these things was going on? He stood his ground. Just like Colin Powell stood his ground when um, George W. Bush was elected in 2004, he walked away. He said, I'm not going to stay for this. And he called out the racism in the Republican Party and then voted for Obama two times. And if I'm not mistaken, voted for Joe Biden. But he said, I still have conservative views. So that leads me to people like Tim Scott. How do he allow himself to be used as a pawn by the people who don't care nothing about him? I think I told Michael this before, and this is my last point. When they signed that big tax bill that was um, Mm -hmm. for the rich, and they had this big celebration in front of the Capitol where everybody was praising Trump, Vice President Mike Pence spoke. Tim Tim Scott standing next to um, VP Pence. So he reaches out to shake Mike Pence's hand. Mike Pence turns and walks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then he said the other night in his rebuttal, America is not a racist country. And then he turns around and said, I've been called the N-word. I've been stopped multiple times. What do you call that? Racism. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 You know something? He, he just, uh, uh, I'll get to that point in a minute. Let me go back to this. I want to go back to this called corporal, uh, corporal punishment um, segment for a second. Now, and I appreciate you, Victor, because I want to come back to some things that we both from South Carolina, where Tim Scott's from, and I got some things I want to say myself. But this corporal punishment thing was was just horrible. Charlene said it was horrible. It was a horrible video. This was the main reason corporal punishment was removed from the educational system because it was inflicted on children of color mostly. All, also, what about they are do, what about they are trying to get a new trial for that man? And talk, she's talking about Derek Chauvin. Um, Michael said it also shows true colors of these GOP, such as DeSantis, to actually sign sign this crap into law and allow it to continue. Absolutely, that's what happened. Um, I don't, guys, I, like I said, um, me and my wife watched that video in horror. Uh, basically, my wife was like a moment from like, oh my, I, I just need to reach through the TV and grab the principal. I said, no, we don't grab the principal, we grab the baby. Because you could, it was just something that, you know, I was just set aside by watching it. And I'm encouraging all the audience that's listening to the listening to us tonight to go to this video and just watch it for yourselves, judge for yourselves whether or not this is the type of corporate input, a corporate punishment that you want to happen with your children. I'm pretty sure you don't want it to happen in that sense. One thing that I, do I? Agree, one thing I do agree on is firmness and discipline. It doesn't have to be done with a paddle. You can do other things that that are firm in discipline. Victor, we from the military. We know stuff about firm discipline. Um, I think the avenue of discipline is misjudged by people, and they think uh, using a paddle reinforces the firmness of discipline. What it does to, 
for me, it's it's borderline. It's borderline abuse in, in every sense of the word. This child who's only old enough to to know the difference between right and wrong is scarred for life now. Because that video is going to live in infamy. And it's just, to me, it's just one of those videos that you, you know, you're scrolling through and then bam, it's in your thread. You don't know, and it just hits you in the stomach. And, uh, you know, um, Charlene, who has a background, she's a, a, a care worker for the state. And I know her opinion was going to be what it was when she, when we saw that, when she saw that video. And I just, I wish she were here tonight so she could kind of explain her feelings on why, um, corporate punishment was in that respect. Michael, what's your opinion? Because you had some, you had some varied opinions, uh, in the thread this week, folks. Yes, Michael had some varied opinions in the thread this week. What was your thoughts on this? And we're going to come back and talk about what Victor had to say in relationship to uh, to uh, uh, Tim Scott and others. Go ahead. Well, first, we need to inform everybody. And yes, I agree with you, Murray, that people should take a look at this video. But I want to prepare them as to what they're about to witness. All right? That it wasn't just one adult in there. There were a total of three, mm-hmm. three adults, one of mm-hmm. whom could not be seen. I'll get to that part in a moment. But the two there are seen ganging up on this child who's only six years old, all right? One person's holding his, hand, his hands down and holding him to a desk so he you could not her. pull away. You mean her, Michael. Huh? It was a her. It was a girl. Not a boy. It, it was, was a girl. girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The child was a girl. All right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The whole thing is that holding her to the desk as um, as if being tied to um, a pillar, like Jesus being scourged at the pillar for those that remember um, in the Christian, in the Christianity, um, biblical gospels. But one female holding the the child and then the other one also holding the child with one hand and then taking that paddle and whacking her, not once, but at least twice. And you look at the size of that paddle. It's about the size of perhaps a tennis racket and the thickness of a wooden cutting board for those that are into cooking. You've seen those cutting boards, right? That's how thick it was. And then she is using pretty much all her might and weight on the child's buttocks. Now, the third person that was present happened to be the one secretly video recording this. That was the child's mother. And she could not, although she wanted to, could not um, run to a child's rescue and intervene because she said she's undocumented. I think the child was born here in the U.S. of A., which would make the child an American citizen. 
but she was undocumented. This was clearly a racist tactic on both these uh, faculty members, the principal and I guess the teacher. And had she intervened, she feared that she was going to get reported and perhaps be deported. Another case of a potential separation of a family because mm-hmm. of this Trumpism garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just totally, totally doggone outrageous. This was indeed, this was not corporal. I'm sorry, this was not discipline. Let's get that straight. The late great educator, Joe Clark, who was a principal of Eastside High, in which Eastside High School in um, Eastside Patterson, New Jersey, the same location and the same Joe Clark, who was the focus of the Morgan Freeman movie, Lean On Me, he said, discipline is not the enemy of enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, it's not supposed to be. You never, ever, ever seen anybody in that movie, it's supposed to be like a biographical movie, laying a hand on any of the students or on the uh, faculty or one another. Never seen that. Excuse me. What we have here in the Florida case is clear child abuse. And what makes me even further upset, Murray, Victor, ladies and gentlemen, is that you have a certain individual, I was about to say the other I word, the five letter I word, which is idiot, named Tucker Carlson, that he had the audacity to falsely say children wearing masks and parents putting masks on the children in this day and age of the pandemic is child abuse and encourage his listeners, his audience, his fellow Trumpers to report those people to the police, to child protective agencies, and say this is the child abuse going on. How in the world are you going to say and make a false claim of child abuse for a child wearing a mask, but you ain't saying diddly squat about this video in which we all seen, and oh, you seem to be okay with that? Mm. What's the old phrase? Silence is consent. Yes. You know something? You struck a nerve with me when you... (laughs) You know, you struck a nerve with me when you said something about him, Tucker Carson. Let me, let me, folks, listen, folks. Don't believe the hype. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't believe the hype coming out of that microphone over there on Fox. Anybody who's taking care of a child or children in this pandemic is doing the right thing by putting a mask on the children. I have five grandkids and their parents are taking care of them by making sure those babies are wearing masks. Come on now. We don't have no business criticizing parents taking care of their children. Mr. Carson. And I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be respectful. Mr. Carson, you're absolutely wrong. 
for criticizing parents for looking out for their children in this pandemic. Yes, I know. I, I hear Victor's thoughts back there, guys. Come on, Victor. Come on. I hear your thoughts. Go well, on. Okay. That is completely idiotic. There's no other way to put it. Because, once again, I have a 10-year-old daughter who knows to put on a mask anytime you go anywhere. She puts the mask on. She understands the importance of it. She understands why she has to put on a mask. So my wife and I are not, I repeat, we are not abusing our child. And for you know him something. to even say something like that, it's just stupid. idiotic. There's no it's other just, way to put it. It's just stupid. It, gets, it, goes even, it, it goes even worse than that because there were reports in that um, particular rant of his that he was suggesting for his people to demand those who are wearing masks to take it off. Because you're looking like, I don't know what the exact words he said, but it was pretty negative. Like, you're looking like an outlaw. You're looking suspicious. And then you're treating the children That's the same it. way. And then and then on top of that, he's going to turn around and say, that maybe they, we should get the mask removed. Like, he's going to suggest for people to just walk up to the adult or especially up to the child and take the mask off. Oh, I mean, wow. this guy has a history of being like Trump and inciting violence, inciting physical altercations. And the stuff that he said, you know, I, I for one took it that he is about to incite another physical altercation. As if it's not bad enough, ladies and gentlemen, that we are still plagued with the gun violence that is resulted from this right-wing extremist hatred this hate-filled rhetoric coming out of the mouths of the likes of Donald Trump, that's coming out of the mouth of Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that's coming out of the mouth of Tucker Carlson. It mm. seems that Mr. Carlson has also played this nation with a double-edged sword. Allow me to explain what I mean by a double-edged sword when it comes to the pandemic and these masks, as you said, Murray, there are parents who are taking care of their children and protecting them for what may be out there while they are out there. Absolutely. Following, Absolutely. following, following the CDC guidelines. And then here is the, the riffraff Tucker Carlson wants to and encouraging his people to demand the removal of those masks or even to pull the mask off of these people. What happens if you remove the mask? Now the person is susceptible and could even catch COVID because you took the dog on masks off and they happen to be ironically in that danger zone. And let's not forget some of these right-wingers who go into the extremes, as we saw in another video, of one female taking upon herself because she was asked to leave a particular premises because she refused to put a mask on, deliberately coughed on the employee and spat on her. What in the world is going on here that people have lost the sense of morality of responsibility, of discipline, 
but they got the God-forsaken audacity to claim themselves to be the champions and the leaders and the role models of Christian morals or family values. Are you freaking kidding me? I am well, trying so hard not to get so upset. Just hold that in. Just hold it in because let me tell you, folks. Oh my I God. I want to say this right here to folks, too, because it's been on my mind all day. You know, these dog whistles that Tucker Carlson keeps using during his broadcast on Fox is is one of the mainstays for for Republicans to do in times like these when you have a Democratic president and a Democratic Congress. They love to use dog whistle types of enablers for people to try. Guys, we've done seen all these attacks against Asians, against African Americans. We've seen we've seen attacks against innocence in the sense of this child being paddled. We have lost the morality of what it means to be Americans. Michael and myself have worn a uniform for this nation. And to have people lash out at individuals because they want their children to be around to bury them is something that we all should we all should want that. I I don't I just this is just one it's just one of those yes. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said um Michael and yourself referring to me uh have Put on the uniform or uniform for this nation. I, mean, I think you I mean, meant Victor. Victor. Yeah, Victor and myself. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Yeah, it just it's just. I don't want to take away from the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just amazing to me that we've we've come this far and and uh, folks are folks have lost their darn mind. I don't I don't understand. I I don't understand what's wrong with folks. I really don't. I don't understand what's wrong with folks at this point. And 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 you to have, guess? I, I don't want to guess because I know one thing we're gonna have to do. No, and, I was and, going to give a guess. Go ahead. It seems that first off, this losing of morality, this losing of responsibility and discipline, has been going on since four years ago when you know who came onto the scene. And we've been going downhill ever since, even hitting rock bottom. And then when the majority of America saw fit to take a stand and do what they can do and do what's right in the 2020 elections and send a clear message, the opponents and that man's supporters couldn't take a, couldn't take it as a learning lesson as to what America is not, and even in America, outside of America, how to treat one another. They couldn't take a important point of lesson as to make a 180-degree turn because the direction you're going is wrong. No. They yeah. wind up yeah. now, as we're seeing, doubling down and tripling down because of punditry that are loyalists 
to that same imbecile number 45 who still apparently has a grip on that party that is now just as divided as this nation is divided. Well, let me well, tell you well, folks, you have, well, you have, you a, well, 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 let me, part, let me say this, right. let me say this, let me say this. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have a party within a party. Right. Liz Cheney is asking folks to have some decency. I don't blame her for asking folks over there to have some decency when it comes to stuff. They're trying to, they're trying to excommunicate her out of her own party. This lady signed on with Donald Trump 90% of the time when it came to policy. Now that she stands up and says what happened on January 6th was wrong, they're trying to crucify her. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the things that she signed on with Donald Trump, I disagree, I disagree with 100%. But for her to take a stand against the insurrection was the right thing to do in every sense of the word, Americans shouldn't be attacking this, uh, the American capital. And so she's, she stood her ground in this in this aspect to me. Now, you coming sure after did. her, she, you coming after her to make a point. You didn't, you're not coming after her to congratulate and say you're doing a good job. You're attacking her because she has a voice about how she feels about the party. I think this party is unraveling right under right underneath them. I don't think it's ever going to be the grand old party anymore. And it's not that. It's it's actually the Trump party. We might as well call it. We might as well call it that. Because most of the folks who are embracing the rhetoric are followers of Donald Trump. Have been from day one. And that's the issue here. I got an issue with the fact that I got an issue with the fact that these folks decided, and I'm saying it, these folks decided to take Tucker Carlson's advice and go after Cheney. We already uh come talk to me, Victor. What you thinking? All right. Um here's what I'm thinking. DC police um, Michael Fanon, I think that's how you pronounce his name, if I'm not mistaken. Now, he was the one that was attacked, but he survived, but he he um, had a lot of trauma to go along with his attack. He had a heart attack. He uh, suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder and many other ailments. He was beat with a flagpole. He thought he was going to die that day. So he was telling Don Lemon on CNN, he said it just bothers him how now these same elected officials are trying to whitewash this whole insurrection, be it Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin. Oh, I wasn't worried. I would have been worried if it was Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Um, Mike, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, who's trying to um, soften his you know, softened the stance on, oh, no, me and Trump did not have a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, but they did. And, and they are trying to soften it, uh, Trump himself, saying on Fox News, oh, people hugging and kissing the police. I mean, this is ridiculous because of the fact that this man almost lost his life. Another police 
policeman, Ryan Stesnick, did lose his life. Yeah, he died. Another policeman suffered some, from so much trauma, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So for them to try to turn around and write Walter's whole insurrection is atrocious. Now, I want to go back to something else. What, what, what happened to this party of supposedly family values? Anybody remember the days back to Ralph Nader, the late Jamie Farrell, and what they called the moral majority? They were supposed to be the party of family values. Newt Gingrich, um, the list goes on to all these people who tried to use Christianity to support the party. When George W. Bush was elected, you had all the black evangelicals, the late Eddie Long, Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes, support this party because they thought it was the, quote, moral, end quote, party. So now this party is supporting lies because you got a, a um, minority um, leader in the Congress like Mike McCarthy, who would rather support Matt Gates who is a suspected statutory racist than Liz Cheney. You mean Kevin McCarthy? That's yeah, what you Kevin, mean. thank you. Yeah, That's Kevin, you thank you. That's what I meant. Yeah, but understand, how can he support a man who is suspected of having sex with 17-year-old girls, a man who is showing pictures to his fellow congressmen of naked women, a man watch it, who descends straight lines, suspected. I use the word suspected. But he was rather support him than Liz yeah. Cheney. This, 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 that's what I'm saying. He would rather support somebody who got wrong written all over him than Liz Cheney who's standing up for truth, who's saying, yes, this, is, this insurrection was horrible. There's no need to try to whitewash it. Yes, uh, Trump is dangerous. There's no need to try to support him. Um, okay. But that's but let me, not Go ahead. Let me, let, me ask you, let me ask you something. You went old school sure. on me for a minute when you say the party of the moral majority. Oh, my goodness. Now, now, guys, we know that these folks do this stuff to get folks like us talking all the time because they just inept, I think. Michael's been hammering home, folks, for a minute that this party is dysfunctional from day one when Trump announced he was running for president. And everybody signed on immediately. I think this whole this whole scenario with with Liz Cheney is a way to rid the party of itself of those mainstay Republicans who have a moral fabric left in them. You could talk about you could talk about Liz Cheney signing on with the Trump policies, but one thing you can say about her, she had a moral a moral obligation to say, "Heck no, I ain't support no insurrection." You must be out your mind. And these folks are these folks are ready to crucify her because she has a moral, a moral understanding of right and wrong. Victor, come on now. And that's I don't get. I just uh, I, I'm beside myself. Hey, Bill, how you doing, sir? Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. How are you? We are talking about your favorite person. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh. oh my God! What a moron! I mean, she makes some. Kevin she makes Mc- Michelle Bachman and Sarah, Sarah Palin seems sane. Kevin to- McCarthy. 
they trying to get rid of Miss Liz Cheney for having some cojones. Come on now. How far has how far has the party fallen? That Liz Cheney uh, is the uh, the ethic uh, ethics icon in the party right now. I mean, the Cheneys, the Cheneys being what they are. We know what Dick Cheney was, particularly during the uh, Iran uh, uh, invasion era when he promoted a a uh, blunder in Iraq based upon lies. And we know that uh, Liz Cheney backed that all the way. But at least she's not backing the lies of Donald Trump or those of Bob Barr, who's been exposed as a liar the last couple of days. Um, and, but, you know, they want to get rid of her, but they're okay with the uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the child molester in the mix. And that's uh, Matt Gates. He's still got his position. They're not even talking about getting rid of him. But Liz Cheney, she got to go, you know? Um, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, but, you know, I can, I'm, I'm probably about 11 hours from DC, but I can smell the stench of Republican decomposition from here. It oh, is really, uh, it, they are, they are nothing. They're nothing what they used to be. Um, you know, they're, they're concerned about Liz Cheney because she's attacked Trump and they consider that attacking their base. But the, uh, the child molester, that's not, that's no impact on their base. I mean, you know, you got Jerry Falwell. He likes to watch. Uh, you, you, so, so many of those people are just they, they carry their 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 Bible close to their chest. If only they believe what was in it. You know? How about the infamous Jim Jordan? G Y M Jordan. A good old Jim, exactly. Jim Jordan and the and uh, turn a blind eye to the. Uh, uh, sex abuse of his wrestlers, the people that he coached, and then calling one of them, please don't tell, please don't tell, crying about it, you know. Um, and then and you now you know what. Let's not forget. And now you know. Well, Jim Jordan, at least now you know why I referred to him as the clown prince of nonsense. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I thought that was Rand Paul, but okay, there's another one. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of them over there. The, the, these folks, these folks are continuing this rhetoric against Biden that that he actually lost this election. And I just don't understand. When you're defeated, you just you, you go home, you pack your bag. It's it's like it's like football. Those last two uh, minutes, those those last two minutes of the game is over. We over here congratulating each other that we won, and those folks over there mad. And throwing stuff on the field because they got whooped. No, I don't. I don't, I don't go ahead, go ahead, Victor. What's the point? How, how about the QAnon base recount that they are doing in Arizona? Oh yeah, I heard. I heard about that, and I think that's just that's another one of those idiotic, idiotic mind trains they're pulling on folks. And listen, folks. We trying to make sense of why folks are being nonsensical. I I just don't understand. If you want to be on an idiotic train, this is the one to jump on right now. And and those folks, poor folks in Arizona, they don't have a clue about why why are we doing this again now? And the money. Need I talk about the money? Because I guess we have to talk about the money they're using out of those campaign coffers to do this recount, Victor. That's the money they're using that, to do the recount with. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah, the money that could have been used to 
fix to have the the infrastructures fix the doggone roads that are crumbling, promote more safety, and help feed the poor, the hungry, find homes for the people that lost their homes. Need we not forget how many people um, are homeless because their um, homes caught fire for whatever reason. Um, there have been a lot of arson cases, but you want to waste money and taxpaying dollars on nonsense and it all, on one state nonetheless, but it's not going to change the outcome because Mr. Biden has one other state's battleground states that will not have um, the overturning. I mean, what in the world is Trump and these Trumpers are trying to pull? Overturn Arizona? And then, boom, done. Now what? You want to talk at Georgia again, even though they come up with this BS law about um, promoting voter suppression. And then you're going to turn around and attack Pennsylvania. But lo and behold, we're at 2024, 2025 right now. And Biden, if he still, um, if he wants a re-election, could win even bigger. Because people are waking up to what's going on. That's what this what this really doesn't really gets me upset, uh, Murray and everybody, because of the fact that oh goodness gracious, uh, you got. I just had it. I just had a train of thought. It was oh in the summary, right with Tucker. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.